Hey, it's Ravings and Cravings here, otherwise known as Ruth Hartunian Ellenbaugh, here with the show brought to you by the Wyndham Economic and Community Development folks and WILI, good company, WILI. I am here today with Daniel and Aubrey Nagy from Water Cure Farm Distillery in Pomfret Center. You guys are going to be very happy to hear what these people have to say because we have amazing things right here in our own backyard. And if you didn't know about this place before, today is your lucky day. So welcome, guys. Thanks for coming. Good morning, Ruth. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Pleasure, a pleasure. So let's get the details out of the way first. So like address, phone number, where to find you on social media. Okay. So we're located in Pomfret Center, Connecticut. We're mm-hmm. Water Cure Farm Distillery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are at 426 Mashmucket Road. And that's actually Route 44. We're just about across the street from the Airline Grill and Town Hall there. Oh, okay. I didn't, yeah, I just didn't put that together. Yeah, we are on social media. We do have a Facebook page and a website, watercurefarm.com. And then tell us a little bit about, well, maybe a lot, about the product that you create from scratch and and about the process. So, like, there are, I'm sure there are people out there who are kind of, scientific kind of nerdy kind of people I when I came and visited you a while ago um, the whole process is you can see it right when you walk in is that can we still do that when when we come in there yeah so we are open currently four days a week and when we're open to the public you're allowed to come in and get a tasting or a cocktail of the spirit that we make right there in front of you and we do have large tasting or wow, large windows mm-hmm. separating the tasting room from the distillery manufacturing area mm-hmm. that we show you where we make it all. And we have the barrels aging right there for a lot of our whiskeys and our bourbon. Mm-hmm. We have um, all the tanks right there for our transferring. The pumps are right there and our bottling setup. We do it all right there in that one facility from start to finish. That, that To me, that is really amazing. So, like, it's it's born there, you raise it, and then you send it out the door. So Kind of. <laughs> yeah, and even the stuff we bring in from outside, like the grains we use from our bourbon, mm-hmm. it's currently 100% sourced from Connecticut-grown grain. Really? That's very cool. So all our vodkas right now are sourced 100% Connecticut-grown. That's, that is really amazing. So if we're, if I'm understanding correctly, the whole process begins right on site and the whole process carries you like, you don't send anything out or whatever. Everything comes from that little building where people can come and enjoy your drinks. That's or would correct. you rather, should we say libation or what's your fate? What's a preferred uh, libation is a good way to word it. <laughs> libation. All right. So either one of you, either Daniel or Aubrey, tell us about some of the things that you have to offer as far as what people can enjoy. Um, I think one of our most popular sellers is the apple spice rum. Mm-hmm. So it's a rum that we blend with apple cider and some spices. And mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. seems to be everyone's favorite. But we also have a lot of vodkas. Mm-hmm. Um, we have vodka from potatoes, vodka from apples. And vodka from corn. Hmm. And then we also do some flavorings. Um, I think cucumber and mint vodka is one of our popular flavored cucumber ones. Cucumber mint. Yep. So it's made with 100% corn um, as the base. And then we distill that. Mm-hmm. We add our own grown cucumbers and our own grown mint. Wow. Do an infusion over a few months. Mm-hmm. And after that, we blend it and with our own water. And we put it into a bottle. And then is, it goes out for retail. 
Is that a seasonal or is that like an all-year-round thing? It's definitely a seasonal. We're trying to mm -hmm. keep it more regular mm -hmm. because it's grown in popularity and people yeah. want it yep. all the time now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we it's usually us growing the cucumbers for our local farm. Mm -hmm. So the cucumber and mint come from Concord. Wow, that's incredible. That's amazing. Where in the world did this idea to do this kind of thing come from? Like, who would say, I will want to buy this? Was it a farm or where was it a barn when you got there or what was it? It was a vacant lot, actually. Oh, it was we, a vacant? We looked across. <laughs> um, actually, we started looking in the area for mm -hmm. um, property, whether there was a building or whatnot. We were hoping for a building. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, we just saw this property and remember it being for sale over time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and found it online there was no signs posted on the lot but we ended up uh, purchasing it shortly thereafter and were approved for plans through the town to put up that structure that now looks like a barn it does i mean it looks like it's been there i i didn't i would never think of it being a a new construction kind of thing so i think that's pretty amazing so what i loved about going in there is for people who are Doctor Who freaks out there who watch the movie, if you remember the TARDIS, the TARDIS is like a little phone booth size thing. And when you go, and when he would go inside of it, it was like a big, huge world. And to me, I feel like when I come in from off the street and I go into your business, it's like it's a beautiful, bright world. The colors are there. The smells are there. You can watch the process. I think it's fascinating to see things like that happening. And what's also lovely is, you know, in this nicer weather, People can come and purchase something to drink, and they can bring a picnic or something, right? And that's actually our kind of, you know, favorite time of year is mm -hmm. when the, you know, summer starts coming around, because people do bring those picnics, and mm -hmm. they'll sit outside and go for hikes. We are surrounded by, um, I want to say, 150-plus acres of oh, wow. town land called mm -hmm. the Pomfret Forest. And the town of Pomfret's actually done a great job at putting trails in, working with uh, NEMBA, one of the bike organizations in the area as well. Mm -hmm. And we now have, there's miles of mountain biking trails that are also directly connected to the airline trail. Did I see it? I think I went for a hike and I think I saw a sign that said Water Cure Farm. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, exactly. what, was it? Really? So, oh, the airline trail. That yep. was it? Ah. So yeah. when you're hiking down the airline trail in Pomfret, uh -huh. there is a little wooden sign at probably two feet by four foot that says yep. Water Cure Farm Distillery in the Airline Grill. And mm -hmm. It's about a quarter mile walk and you will be dumped right out onto the distillery grounds. You're more than welcome to come in, grab a drink, mm -hmm. a little libation and mm -hmm. head back out on the trail. Well, that sounds like a good deal. Do you, do you sell any kind of food things on site at all? I think I remember some, but maybe things have changed. It's We keep it light fare, so we have mm -hmm. cheese crackers that come from well, a that works. Cheese crackers, farm in Pomfret, and then we also carry a soprasada made from a, a farm, I believe, in Ashford, Connecticut. What is that? So it's a dry-aged uh, sausage. Got it. Um... So this is basically charcuterie in the making. Exactly. Is this it? We provide. <laughs> Did we get that? <laughs> we provide a butcher knife, a block of wood, and you're allowed to chop. A... Really? Exactly. That you can take like some. Uh, <laughs> Let's go today. Local hard cheese and mm -hmm. take a dry piece of salami and have it with crackers. And grab a chaser. 
And at the same time, bring you're more than welcome to bring a pizza from down the road. So do you have juice boxes for kids or something like that for people who are hiking we with have their kids? And more importantly, we have pretty much the full lineup from Hosmer Mountain. Oh, so you have a, a nod to local product here in Willamantic. Absolutely. all our drinks that are made with tonic or soda, mm-hmm. seltzer, are all made with Hosmer's. Well, what is not to like about that? Let's do the recap here so that people who have just joined us get all the information. So name, address, maybe phone number, and also your hours, because you said four days a week at the beginning. So we should get that as far as what days those are. Yeah, so Watercure Farm Distillery. Yep. We're in Pomfret Center, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us online. So um, social media, we have all that connected. Mm-hmm. And we are right on Route 44 in Pomfret Center. Mm-hmm. Um, we produce vodkas, bourbons, whiskeys, and all other spirits in between. Mm-hmm. What are your days that you're open and the hours on those days? So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday currently, 10 to 6, and then Sunday we are 11 to 6. And uh, the other thing is, is I think that's important, is you know, a lot of places that you go to taste things, you have to make an appointment, you have to sign up, you got to do whatever, but you guys. We just say no appointments, Yep. come on in, and mm-hmm. we are there those four days to serve you cocktails, tastings, and for bottle sales. Woo-hoo. A lot of people <laughs> over the years have become more into knowing our product, and we'll just stop in and grab a couple bottles mm-hmm. and go, mm-hmm. and we usually like to offer them a tasting at the same time when they come in. And you know, how convenient is that? So that you, you don't have to make an appointment, you don't have to like look at your calendar or whatever, you can just show up. Right? Yep. And if you're unsure of the product, we say, hey, give it a little try beforehand. You're more than welcome. We make it all right here in front of you. So yep. we'll answer the questions. We can tell you all about the process. I, I, I personally appreciate trying before I buy because then I know if I, I mean, why would I buy something I don't like? Exactly. But if I'm going to spend money on something and take a chance and then be disappointed later, that's not fun. Exactly. I've spent my... <laughs> you know, a few pennies on some expensive bottles of whiskey over time mm-hmm. and when it's not worth it it's a disappointment it is it is so like what made you guys think of doing this like and how did you even learn how to do all this stuff i mean like i can't imagine you went to youtube because <laughs> you know the world just goes to there but amazing how you can just find this all on youtube now yeah yeah and you can. yes it's I, I shouldn't say all of it but mm-hmm. there's um a lot of information out there and I hear people talk about the show Moonshiners and there's mm-hmm. a few other popular shows now um, but when we started this endeavor there was very minimal information out there it was more of a mm-hmm. lore mm-hmm. and definitely people doing it but it was um, a lot less information out there mm-hmm. it, we've been open for three years now I think we're about number 14 in Connecticut to open a distillery. So we have that many in this state. Not, There's more now. Not right? all are open. Uh-huh. Those are the licenses that are out there. I see. And okay. now it's actually more than double in just a three-year period. Wow. So a lot of breweries are starting to get into the distilling. and. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot more popular of a thing, the whiskeys, mm-hmm. the vodkas. Mm-hmm. They're going to, I think, really take off in the libation world hey tell us some of the flavors that you have concocted 
over your three years. You have some very interesting mm -hmm. flavors. Yeah, so. I, I think the most interesting is probably the shiitake mushroom vodka. Mushroom? Yep. Mm. So that's a vodka that we make, um, and then we age it with shiitake mushrooms and charred white oak. Wow. that's I, I did get to try that one, and I did try, I think, the cucumber something. The cucumber mat. Mm-hmm. Is that a popular one, too? Yeah, it is. It's a lot, it's a big mixer. People like to mix that one. With? Lemonade. Oh. We, we serve one of them in the distillery with Dell's Lemonade. Mm. The cucumber mint and the Dell's Lemonade go very good together. We call it Nettie's Big Gulp. I think I need to try that one. So I'll be a... But when I get to palm for it sometimes. We have a, a very regular drink we make often that's a Bloody Mary made with the shiitake mushroom oh. flavored vodka. It's got very wonderful tones of the oak and mm -hmm. the umami from the mushroom. It's got that real earthy quality and makes the best Bloody Mary I've ever had. Wow, that's a that's not that's not a traditional Bloody Mary, is it? No. So we are. The only ones that we've learned doing a shiitake mm -hmm. in a um, spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as far as you're going to be able to look, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to find a shiitake flavored vodka out there mm -hmm. to make into your Bloody Mary unless you come and find us. Well, and I think that's for people who like to have a little bit of an adventure, like just get in your car, drive, well, from Willimantic, you know, here we're in Willimantic, I'm 30 minutes, whatever, away from where you are. Don't have to pack a bag, and you can go on an adventure and try some new things, and even explore in that area if you want. But um, I think it's I think it's a win-win on all counts. I want to know what some of your other flavors are too, though. There were some other very interesting flavors. I think I remember. Yeah, and we we've kind of gotten um we're actually getting ready to start um hopefully releasing by summertime some ready to mm -hmm. pre-made cocktails ready to go in a um, oh, like into one kit? of our bottles. Oh. So not even a kit. Oh, okay. Essentially what we serve. So we make a few old fashions mm -hmm. and we serve um, so the lemonade drink called Eddie's Big Gulp. Mm -hmm. We're working right now to put that into a bottle already pre-made. So you don't need to take the cucumber and mint and mix it with the lemonade. Oh. It's already ready to go pre-made. Hmm. So hopefully those are ready at, before summertime. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing some old fashions. We're working on... Um, a Cape Cod style drink, so some mm. of our vodka. We actually do a vodka made with um, local apples. My mm -hmm. afternoon's going to be going up to Woodstock Orchards today and picking up uh, 130 gallons from them to be um, working into some more <laughs> vodka. Wow. So we, even if we aren't producing it all, we're mm -hmm. definitely keeping it close. But mm -hmm. um, as far as the other flavors, we have some brandies um, mm -hmm. that we. It's a Cortland and yep. a Macintosh apple. And we've worked with hmm. Lapsley's Orchards over the years, mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. in Pomfret, to do mm -hmm. um, separate types of brandy. So we'll distill Cortland mm -hmm. apples. We'll put them into a barrel that was a once-used whiskey barrel. Hmm. And after a couple of years, that's now into bottles. You know, it seems to me, for a business, for being around for only three years, you've you've really made a lot of great local connections. You've produced a quality product I mean who does that and I think it's a short amount of time and it, it, I'm going to assume you have a following of people who come in there regularly right and yes you're very correct with what you mm -hmm. just said mm -hmm. um, I think the hardest thing we've had is maintaining product mm -hmm. because as quick as we can produce it it's mm -hmm. 
flying off our shelves. Yeah. Yep. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of the product we do, it requires the barrel aging. So the bourbon is one of our most popular products we have, but it takes a lot uh, longer yeah. for it to age. So mm -hmm. we have to use a brand new barrel mm -hmm. every time we put it, um, really? the whiskey into it. Oh. Yeah. So oh. another hard thing is finding new whiskey barrels. Oh, that's interesting. So what do you do with the old barrels then? Do you, can you use them for anything? That becomes part of our business networking too, because we can send it off to a coffee roaster and they can put, um, Really? coffee beans into it and let it age for a while oh, so does it so then it like the, the it leaches into the beans exactly kind of so they're gonna have some oh. of the bourbon flavors in their coffee beans and after we just asked for that back and then we can put our next batch of gin uh -huh. brandy or we do rye whiskey as well and all those products hmm. they don't need to go into a new barrel Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. we can put brandies into those barrels and they can get mm -hmm. a lot of the coffee flavors. They'll even take on some of the bourbon flavors as they wow. age over the, you know, years that they sit in the distillery. How'd you think of all these ideas of, it's like there's no waste, everything gets used from start to finish. Like how, how'd you come up with all these ideas? I, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. It's, <laughs> it just keeps growing, I guess, the ideas. Yeah. One snowballs into another. Yeah, a lot of learning as we go. And that's definitely Figuring it. Figuring out what will work in the time, yeah. Yeah, do you have any funny stories having to do with, like, the process or maybe even a customer or something like that that you could share with us that you think would be kind of interesting? Uh, maybe the hand sanitizer. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pretend that there's nobody listening now. You guys want to discuss which but, story you want to share? Or <laughs> I don't know. we opened in the fall of 2019, mm -hmm. and then the pandemic hit shortly after that. So we switched to making hand sanitizer. Wow! For a time being, and, that's um, resourceful. Did like a window pickup where you went from in the building, you just go to the window and hmm. pick up your order. So mm -hmm. one day. If you want to tell the story, go ahead, because I wasn't there. Oh. But a lady came up, and he asked if she wanted some hand sanitizer, so he squirted it in her hand, and then she drank it, because she thought it was the alcohol sample. Oh, 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 oh. Um, and it wasn't. No, and it doesn't taste good either. Ooh, no. No, because when we were making the hand sanitizer, mm -hmm. we had to put bittering agents into it. Huh? So oh. when we were working around the distillery, we... Um, this was kind of a fun story because to get the bittering agent during mm -hmm. the time of crisis, the pandemic, right, right. it was in a way we couldn't get it. Hmm. We were reaching out to a few companies and this one person saw Pomfort, Connecticut come across mm -hmm. and he's out in California. Mm -hmm. He goes, oh, you just need a gram of it. That's nothing for us. And he shipped us a little envelope. Oh, interesting. And went, oh, wonderful. So we got it and that was enough to do hundreds of gallons of hand sanitizer. Wow. But as we're unwrapping that little package <laughs> all just tiny bit got airborne we start coughing it was so the taste in our mouth was so awful oh. it was just so bitter so oh, wow so couldn't imagine how just mm -hmm. the hand sanitizer tastes but <laughs> yeah that uh poor poor woman but hopefully hopefully she got, she some, got some of the, the good stuff too right? exactly yeah <laughs> Well, let's let's go ahead and get all the important information one more time before we run out of time. So, so the name, address, phone number, where people can find you on social media, and your hours. 
Yeah, so Water Cure Farm Distillery. Mm -hmm. We're at Pomfret Center, Connecticut, on Route 44, just about across the street from the town hall and the mm -hmm. airline grill. Mm -hmm. Our phone number is 860 315 And we're and all over social media. The days and times that you're open? Thursday, Friday, Saturday from 10 to 6, and Sundays 11 to 6. Okay. And I'm just curious. What is your favorite product that's made there? What do you? What's your go-to? The bourbons. You it's, like the bourbons? It's the bourbons? taken a little while for us to really um, get them coming out at a more regular basis, mm -hmm. just because it takes the time to go into the barrel and age. Mm -hmm. But we're now starting to come out with them at a more regular clip, and mm -hmm. they're definitely um, mm -hmm. more than satisfactory. What do you think, Aubrey? Do you agree, or do you have a different? I do like the bourbon, but I think. My favorite that we make is the potato vodka, because huh. you can taste the potatoes in it, and it's nice and smooth, and mm -hmm. you can mix it well, or you can just drink it by itself. Do you guys do you suggest like what people can eat with whatever they're drinking? Do you do any of those kind of oh. just oh, pairings? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <sighs> that's, just... that's been a. <laughs> uh, I I want to get there someday. Do more formal pairings, mm -hmm. but um, it's definitely something that. We haven't done, but we'd love to try and do. Well, I mean, in my experience, I don't even read stuff about like what to drink with whatever. I, I don't, I don't drink a lot of alcohol at all. But I mean, I know what I like, so that's what I get. And I've learned there to keep it whether simpler. I'm eating it with red meat or a chocolate cake or I know something. It goes, liquor goes good with cheese, so we keep the cheese there, mm -hmm. and we also serve Nutella because the little jars of that hazelnut spread goes great with uh, whiskey. Oh, do you have that on site too? Yeah. So, do you have it Just like? Just a little simple. That's. Does it bring your own charcuterie board or? <laughs> we we provide a board and a butcher block, and you grab some cheese out of the fridge. We uh -huh. usually have some cheddar blocks, uh, usually two or three yeah. kinds available. That sounds awesome. And we do have some soft pub cheese that we'll serve with Ritz crackers. Ooh. And. Mhm. Mm I think that's a pretty good pairing to go alongside with some whiskey. Well, you know, hike on the trail. Take a walk over or drive to where you are on the farm, on Water Cure Farm, and bring your picnic. Plant yourself and enjoy the day. You guys are a family business? Yeah, so it's uh, mm -hmm. my wife and I here, Aubrey, we run the show. We're mm -hmm. there usually throughout the week. On the weekends, we have the kids that we're, you know, we love to spend the time with them when mm -hmm. they're outside of school. Yeah, yeah. And often they'll be there too, helping out. They love to be a part of it because when we were building the distillery, they were there watching the building mm. be built from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Do you have that in a kind of a pictorial like history? Did you, did oh, you do the, that? There's pictures of them playing in the foundation ground and uh, you know every day just about as it was built. Well, someday I would love to see, like uh, you know how you go to the national parks and they have the movies about how this happened and what happens in the park and all the seasons. I'd like to see a movie of Water Cure Farm from start when it was a blank nothing lot to like where you are today because I would have to say you've come a long way in a short amount of time. We want to get a lot of the pictures up on the walls in a way to put some of the history to mm -hmm. light so when you come in you can really see a lot of the history that's been there. Well do you ever have people who also come in who would like to learn about the process and who ask a lot of questions and stuff every like that. Every single Absolutely. day. Every single Even day. Even this past week, 
Um, we've had folks that were trying to open their own business in the state of Connecticut to open a distillery. Oh. And I've actually worked mm -hmm. with uh, quite a few distillers that now have a distillery open in the state. Mm -hmm. So it is uh, not something that's legal to do in, amateur, in your home for any reason. Right. But, um, Hear that loud and clear? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's um, Beer and wine, we've learned, is perfectly legal, but mm -hmm. distilling, the federal government still frowns upon. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daniel and Aubrey Nagy, thank you so much for being with me here on Ravings and Cravings Radio, a good company, WILI. I will see you all, or hear you all, you'll, you'll hear me next week, Monday at 5.05 p.m. with yet another interview with interesting people about the food and drink we have here in our little corner of the world. Thanks for being with me. Thanks. Thank you.